Good morning. Good morning. Shabbos. Erev Shabbos. Kajis. Parshas. Miketz. Also, it's Zeis Chanukah, the last day of Chanukah, and we hope to be mechazik the Olam with a few words on the Parsha and maybe some of the last Ramazim to the Yonim of Chanukah, which are also found within the Parsha. It happens to be that today is the yard side of the Rashiva, the Mir Yeshiva, my Rebbe, Reb Chaim Shalev Zechazarek who was Nifter uh, Gimel Tevis. This year, it turns out, it's on the last day of Hanukkah. And uh, Reb Chaim was a great light. And I say over what I remember, that I was to be uh, in the hospital literally the week before he was Nifter. And at that point, he was not really talking. He had not really spoken. That's what I understood. And when I was there, it was the first night of Hanukkah. And... Uh, the Rosh Hashivah son, Rebbe Fol, Zeich said to one of the Talmud HaChachamim that was there, say a Dvar Torah to be, be Mechazek Reb Chaim. And so this Talmud Chacham started saying over that Mitzin in the Lichtaint, we're going to light the candles tonight. So Reb Chaim exclaimed in the middle, and people were just bewildered that he would even say, he said, Shabbos, Shabbos Chavbez, the sugya of the sugyas of Ner Chanukah are found in the Gemaras and Shabbos Chavbeis. Reb Chaim, even in the midst of his illness, he related to the Torah as as it's as it's mentioned. It's in the Darshan and Darshan. The Gemara says over there, Chavbeis and Chavbeis, my Chanukah, the Tanur Rabbanan, that the real essence of Chanukah's Tanur Rabbanan is the Torah, the Torah Shabbat Peh, and that's really what the Yavanim tried to destroy. And when we learn Torah. We're being really lighting the lights of Ner Hanukkah the way we're supposed to supposed to light. In this week's parsha, we speak about the Yosef and the brothers, and we know that Yosef was locked up in jail and says, Yomim was after two years, and Pyra had a dream, and the famous story of the dreams of the cows of the sheaves of wheat, and then it was told by the Saramashkim that there was a Eved, a Nar, that knows how to answer dreams, how to be posted to dreams, to interpret the dreams. And it says, Vayishlach Paro, Paro went, Vayikra es Yosef, he called to Yosef, Vayiritzum and Abor, took him out of the pit, took him out of the jail, Rashi says it wasn't a pit, it was really a jail, the jails used to be like down in some sort of beneath the earth area. Vayigalach, Vayichalach Sim Yosef, he gave him a haircut, and he changed his clothes, and he came to Pyro. And Rashi says that because of Kovid Hamalchus, he he, um, he 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 gave a haircut. He took a haircut. Everyone asked the question: Why was it because of Kovid Hamalchus? Maybe Stam because he was um, he had long hair. He hadn't had a hair, he hadn't had a haircut in such a long time. So they're going to say no. That really we know that the Gemara says that Yosef was let out on Rosh Hashanah. That was the day that he was freed. And you now have to do Malach and Rosh Hashanah. Since he didn't have an opportunity to have a haircut beforehand. And now this covered Malchus, because of covered Malchus, therefore he took a haircut even though it was Rosh Hashanah. But the uh, most important thing we want to mention is Nebuchadnezzar's that Vart, which is a great Vart, but also the Sephurna. The Sephurna says, that we see from over here, the Yesod of Geula. Pyro Yosef was locked up in the jail and in, in in seconds, all of a sudden, when it came the time for him to be freed, all of a sudden he was taken out, like it says, 
Kiderech called Shuas Hashem, the Derech of all salvations of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shenase Kemorega, they happen in moments. Like it says in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Kikreva Yeshua Silavai. My Yeshua will come quickly. And he brings in other places, we find by Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, also it says, Shall he speak of Betzeikim, Shall he say, Lachmitz, they didn't have, didn't even, the did not even have a chance in order to allow their the, the, the leavened bread to rise. They were quickly, they were sent out. And then he writes, The same thing is going to happen in the future. When the final redemption is going to come, it's going to happen very, very quickly without any fanfare. We won't have to wait in order for the CNN or some company, to media company, to tell us when it's going to happen, all of a sudden it's going to be clear as a bell that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring the salvation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will bring the salvation. And uh, I saw it brought down from different, either from the Rebbe Oilam and from the Litvish Oilam, that they say over that the way it will come is that Reb Chaim Salvechik, the Briskerov, the, the Briskerov's father, Reb Chaim Brisker, used to say that he'll be that he'll be sitting learning a tifa Reb Chaim, and all of a sudden, as he's sitting there in his room learning a deep Reb Chaim, a deep Rambam, and answering a question around, all of a sudden his Rebbeson will come in. His Rebbeson will say, Reb Chaim, does Kehert as Mashiach come in? You heard that Mashiach came, and then Reb Chaim will close the Rambam and he'll go out to greet Mashiach. So this parsha, the parsha of Miketz, the parsha of Zeus Hanukkah, is the time period where we we hope and we pray and we have aspirations that it should be the final redemption and it can happen. All it is, Yeshua Hashem Kerev like it says by Yosef, by Galach, by Yichalev, Esim Loisov. Some other aspects we want to mention, Ramazim also to Hanukkah, is that the dreams were dreams that Pyro had. And Pyro, the first dream, we'll just speak about the first dream, we'll tie it into the first dream, that there were seven fat cows, good-looking cows that came out from the Nile, and then there were seven, they were standing by the Nile, and then there were seven uh, not-nice-looking cows that came out, and they ate up the seven fat cows, and it was as if there was nothing that was left. And Yosef interpreted the dreams the way he interpreted it. will be the seven good years, there will be the seven famine years, and it'll be as if the good years really weren't here. Maybe we'll reminisce really what's going on in our life today with Corona. And we see that now's the time period when there's tsar in the world, where there's rav in the world, where there's difficulties in the world. And we have to recognize it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But uh, I saw that, obviously, over there, Rav Schwab says an unbelievable thing. He says that, why was Pyro so afraid of this dream? Dreams come and dreams go. So some of us would say that no, since Pyra had a dream, he dreamt it had to be something that had to do with Malchus, and therefore something to do with Malchus, with his rulership, something which has to be interpreted. But Rav Schwab says that the real reason why Pyra was upset or disturbed about these dreams, and especially because it happened twice, because this dream went against the whole context of Pyra's position in the world. Pyra was the power Mitzrayim was the power of the world. It was the world power. It was the strongest army in the world. There was nothing that could stand in the way of Pyro. Why? Because he went with the system that might makes right. The more army you have, the more power you have, then people are going to have to 
bow down to you and people are going to have to listen to you and he ruled the world and that's where all powers are all, all powers they live with the theory of might makes right but in this dream he saw something which is interesting he saw that the fat cows which represented the might were vanquished by the skinny cows by the, the, the tiny cows the cows which really didn't look like they have any power so this went against his entire theory of life his entire position of life and therefore, he was disturbed. It disturbed him, and this is really Marumas in the Nes of Chanukah. In the Nes of Chanukah, we find that it was Rabim biyad ma'atim, t'meyim biyad tahorim. That even though the Chashmanoyu Banov were only a few, but they were able to vanquish many, and this has the same attribute. The same attribute was because when there is tahara, a little different than in the dream. In the dream, is talking about there was the evil cows. But of the bad cows, but the content is when there is a unity of spirituality and when we're connected to the higher power, then even if we're few, even though we're ma'at, when the ma'at min ha'or is doicha harba min And when there is kedusha, and that's the nest of Hanukkah, that one pach shemen was able to last for eight days because it had kedusha in it, it was infused with kedusha. When something is infused with kedusha, then it has the ability to vanquish the so-called many. A remez, there are a lot of remazim, but there's a sefer that I saw brought down, and many, many people speak about this, that at the beginning of the parsha, there were remazim, Tirinyanim of Hanukkah, there's someone that said that throughout the entire parsha, if you really went through every single letter in the, in the, in the parsha, every single word, you would see remazim to paro. In fact, they bring down from the Vilna Gaon that in this week's parsha, at the end of the parsha, there's always a a, um, a a number of how many psukim there are in the parsha, and in this week's parsha, something extraordinary is that it doesn't just write down how many psukim there are in the parsha, but it writes how many um, how many words there are in the parsha, and how many words are there in the parsha. So it says there are two thousand and twenty five words in the parsha. So the girl says, why is it? that over here, that they decided to write down exactly how many words are in the parsha, which we don't find it. We don't find how many psukin were in the parsha. He said, it's a remez to Hanukkah. Mikates always comes around around the time of Hanukkah. We know that, what do we like? Like the nair. The nair is 250. And if we times, is it's 250, that's nair. And we time that times eight, because eight times we're writing, we're writing eight nairs. That's 2,000. And it fell out on the 25th of Kislev. That's the 25. So the 2025, it's important to, to mention it because this shows us that this is connected to the Indian of Hanukkah. And Hatevis Alpayim Chafei, something which you don't find in any other one of the end of the parasha where it speaks about the different Jerusalem. Another remez, which is in each word, and I'm not going to go into each word, but if you just take a look at some of the words, the words Vayihi, he stands for, I saw this brought down in the Sefer, the Vav stands for V'chol, the Yud stands Yisrael, the He stands for Haneros, and the Yud stands for Yadliku. V'chol Yisrael Haneros Yadliku. And the next word, Miketz. Miketz is a remez, the letters, Mitzvasa, Kaidem Tzeis. The Mitzvah is before Tzeis HaKochavim. Rabbi said we could go through many, many Psukim and we could see Ramazim for the Inyanim of of the Nisim of Hanukkah within Parshish Miketz. 
the most important thing is to recognize that Miketz gives us a, a hope and an aspiration that we should be zeichet, that it should be the Ketz, the Seifa, we mentioned before that this is the yard site of the Rashiva, the Mir Chaim, and I saw this morning a Maisa that I had heard, but I hadn't fully qualified it, and I saw today that they mention it. We know that Reb Chaim was one of the great Talmidei Chachamim in the world, and his Shiurim, he was a Talmud Bovik from Reb Shimon Shkop, and he gave Shiurim, and he gave Shmuzin, his Shmuzin were famous, and his Shiurim were famous, and he was an encyclopedia. People don't know that Reb Chaim, at a certain point, had a, um, a very difficult illness, and the doctors had told him that he has to have a operation. And Reb Chaim said over that Reb Elia Lapian, the great Balamusser, Reb Eli Zatzal, he's the one who davened for him, and he was saved by him. And the story is that supposedly the doctors, they did an a, a investigation, and they found out that he had a cancer on his vocal cords, and they wanted to remove his vocal cords in order to save him from the cancer. And Reb Chaim went to Rebellia, and Rebellia told him, it's not Shaykh that Reb Chaim Stuchner, who has so many shiurim and so many shmuzin to give, his voice should be taken away from him. And he asked him for his name and his mother's name, and he said he's going to daven for him. And Reb Chaim said over that the next time he went to the doctors, the doctors, again, they checked and they found out that the cancer had gone completely away because of the Kayach of Tefillah. Rabbi, so when we speak about the Nyanim of Nisim, of Ner Hanukkah, the Nisim that Klai Yisrael goes through, we all recognize that the true reason why it happens is because of the Kayach of Tefillah. And therefore, on these days, we still have the ability for us to daven, and we daven that Mirz Hashem, we should be, we should be seeing, and we should be Zeichah. The great Nisim Vineflos on the last day of Hanukkah, Zeis Hanukkah, which has all of the uh, combined kaychas of the purity of the eight days that we've been lighting the candles and we've been davening, and we're hoping and we're praying, Mitzvah Hashem, we should be Zeicha to the Gula Shlema, it should be Miketz, it should be the end. And just like Yosef was taken out of the bore and was Vaygalach, Vaychalach, Simloisov, we should be Zeicha Mitzvah Hashem to be taken out of the Tsaris. Be able to be zoich to see Mashiach Tzidkainu v'mehav yameinu amen. Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.